for the players. I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And this is for the players, the pop culturist PlayStation podcast over 40 years of playing PlayStation and six plus years in that games media combined. I'd like to thank you for joining us in this PlayStation conversation. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Spotify and 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. If you'd like to take part in future conversations, please check out all our socials. Facebook, Discord, Instagram, Twitter, all our links in the description below. If you want to join the conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopcultures where you can watch us record this show live. You can get in the chat, you can become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can. You can tell your friends, you can tell your family about this PlayStation pod. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review or Spotify. I think they have ratings as well. Or if you're on the YouTube, be sure to give us a like, subscribe, Comment below. I endeavor to answer every single comment that comes our way. If you want to support us financially, you can at patreon.com slash thepopculturist, as well as our merchandise store, popculturist.com slash shop, where you can buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it. Max. It's finally here, man. We have information. We have everything we've ever wanted about the PS5, except for having it in our hand, of course. But it has happened. We're going to, look, we're just going to, like, not get a, we'll, we'll come back later in the show about how we're doing what we've been up to what games we've been playing because we've been doing that stuff of course however we're going to kick this fucker right off with some ps5 so thursday morning at th- uh, 6 a.m sony had a conference a little showcase where they showed off a handful of games about 40 minutes uh where they also announced the date the price everything that you need to know heading into november for the PlayStation 5. Obviously, I'm excited. You can tell by my voice. Max, <laughs> how'd you go? How, you, how are you feeling? It's nice to finally know what we're in for. It is, isn't it? It's, it's you know, we're, we're now less than two months out. Uh, well, for us, anyway. Uh, exactly two months out for the rest of the world. Mm. Until we have hands on this and we're only, we're, we've literally only just got price pre-order details. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. So let's get those big things out of the way. Let's talk price. Let's talk release date. So uh, in Australian dollar dues, because that's what we deal with, uh, the PS5 is coming on the 12th of November. That is two days after the Xbox Series S and X. Uh, that is uh, not as late as we anticipated. Like I wanted earlier for my birthday selfishly, but I expected the week after. So that's good. How do you feel about that date, man? So close to the Xbox. I think it's good. I, th- I think the majority, especially with the hype, like everyone's expectations and hype around the new consoles, you're not going to be able to walk into a store and buy one anyway. Yeah. So right. they could release on the same day and it wouldn't matter because people are people are already purchasing these with through their pre-orders. They're just going in and picking up, picking yep. them up. There's, there's going to be no store with stock on the shelf. Yeah, that's probably going to be the case. So I'm so, in the same so boat as you. I, so, I, so I mean, at the end of the day, like I'm, I'm stoked that it's releasing so early. Yeah, like I'm in the same boat as you. Um, I think it's great. Yeah, you're 100 spot on. It doesn't matter what day it's releasing on because it doesn't doesn't matter. So they're releasing on a Thursday, which is interesting because you know Thursday isn't normally the day for big releases, but it is. 
Uh, as you said, everyone's pre-ordered it. They're the only way you're ever going to get one. So if you have it or you don't, there's no rushing to the store to buy one off the shelf. Everyone will be allocated via the pre-orders. So it's coming in at two prices. Now, the disc version is coming at $750. That's four, uh, $499 US, the exact same as the Xbox uh, Series X. Then the discless version, which as we know is the exact same internals, however, is missing the uh, optical drive. $150 less. Absolutely insane. $599. That is, that is such a... Staggering difference. You and I were predicting like 50, 70 bucks, something like that, not yeah, 150 I mean, bucks. I mean, you know, the cost of a of an optical drive is not 150 bucks. It is not. It's like 50 <laughs> best. So best. I think they've I think Sony saw what the S was offering at the price difference. And they're they're like, well, where we can we can sell this at a bigger loss and make our revenue back with with our thirty percent cut from every single sale. Well, I think that's the big thing. So one hundred fifty dollars less does sound amazing on paper. It's like, oh shit, yeah, one hundred fifty dollars. That is a lot. And for day one purchase, big mint. You're cheaper. Mm. However, now both you and I, we were successful. We'll tell our pre-order stories in a moment. But you know, you and I both pre-ordered the disc version. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is probably the smartest choice because looking at the at the potential prices of uh, these new, of new release PS5 games, they're currently uh, RRPing at hundred and twenty five dollars Australian. That is nuts. That is nail. That's uh, it's insane. That's for for context. That's the cost of two brand new games at the moment. Yeah. So the RRP currently is ninety nine ninety five. So it's twenty five dollars extra. Mm. But uh, competitively, most most in physical stores have been charging somewhere between seventy to eighty bucks. So they're like they're understanding that like they're trying to get those sales. Now, if you are owner of a digital, uh, you know, a digital uh, uh, the digital PS Five, you're at a predicament because you will have to pay one hundred twenty five. You can't go price match. You can't go, uh, you know find the cheapest alternative you have to pay what the psn is offering can't, can't buy second hand or pre-owned can't yep. lend games can't borrow games and i think it, that's it does, why it does hamstring you a little bit and i think that's why sony's made that call to make it such such a staggering difference between the two is because they're like well we can make our money back in no time at all you know when it comes mm. to their extra cut that they get from games because you know regardless of um in terms of like physical stores, right? They're going to make the same cut regardless. And it's going to be X percentage. The only thing that's being cut into when a when a, a physical store uh, puts competition on a price is the store loses their margin. They lose a bit more of their end profits in order to presumably get more sales. So Sony just getting more money. So the $150 that you saved by going digital, you are essentially spending it in no time at all. Probably within two games, not even. Mm. Like it, it, it doesn't seem like the that incentive is there, and that that initial sticker shock might be enough to sway people. But uh, yeah, it doesn't seem like the best decision. Now, were you swayed at all by seeing that original that that uh, five hundred five nine nine sticker price? Well, I always said that if there was, I I think my price tag was if there's if it's seventy dollars or more difference, I'm probably going to go all digital. Mm. And then I instantly backflipped on that, seeing that it was a bigger, <laughs> a bigger discount. And I'm like, 
because I am one of those people who, you know, sometimes I, I pick up a game on disc and it's just, it's just not for me. Yeah. And then I, I, you know, and I have the option to return it if there is, a, if it's physical. On the PlayStation Store, I can't do that. Oh, excuse me. I completely agree. So it, it's just, it's just having that insurance, essentially. Yeah, I'm in that same boat, and that hundred dollars sounds like a lot of plus, insurance. Plus, you wanted the 4K drive because yeah. you're, you're getting rid of your Xbox, are you not? Uh potentially, yeah, very likely. So, like for me, I'm in the same boat. That hundred fifty dollars seems like a lot, but that is the insurance. I'm actually going to save money in the long term. I'm playing the long game here, um, and it'll allow me to play my 4K Blu-rays, uh, you know, wherever I need. So, it's 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 it is worth it for me. Like the the payoff in the long term is better than that short-term expenditure. Mm. And that, and I think that's the that's the catch, is like if, if you're not at least a semi-educated consumer, you may not pick up on that straight away. But it's fine. Like, you know, you do you, but I, I, I we will see some complaints come launch. When they're yeah. like $125 where I can buy, you know, like because right now, that that difference is, is not there. Unless Sony decides to charge less on the PSN on, and I, in very clearly and distinctly undercut the, uh, you know, the stores, which I don't see happening. It's an interesting decision. Mm. Now, Max, you and I were very lucky. We both did secure our pre-orders. Uh, so uh, there was a conversation I was having with uh, friends of the show, Dash and Paul James. We had just finished watching the conference and I was just messaging them on Facebook, just talking, talking. And like, when do you think pre-orders will open? I'm like, ah, oh, the soonest will be midday today like that even that seems unreasonable but midday if not probably tomorrow morning and dash is like what what, what if they drop it at 8am today i'm like are they fucking insane like that there's no way they can do that because a like that's not enough notice and to like you know we've, we've known for about a week of xboxes right they're like it's coming next week that everyone can be planned prepped or whatever but instead no ball like balls to eb games they just went boom here you go and then everyone had to follow suit so very luckily I got a yeah, I got the message from from Dash being like, go now. So I pulled up the EB website and I had five seconds left on the count. It was like it was like uh, 55. And I was like five, four, three, two, one, boom, 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 done, locked it in. I was like, <sighs> like fuck, Max! <laughs> and like, Max has got home from work. I bet you he's sleeping. Max! <laughs> <laughs> so I was. I was 100% asleep. I'd actually fallen asleep with my phone, like, on my face. So my face was vibrating. Nice. <laughs> I answer it, and you're just like, dude, go now. I'm like, okay. I kind of rolled over, and then I realized what you said. Jumped on, pre-ordered it, and then it's like, we're not going to let you use PayPal. I'm like, oh. okay. And I-, I can't for the life of me remember the last three digits of my... <laughs> <laughs> so I had to get up out of bed and go find my wallet. And Man, I, so I, I was lucky enough. People are I was, I was. So I had, I had finished my whole pre-order by eight oh five. Like granted, like I, I did it pretty quickly. And then I messaged my people. I'm like, hey man, just to let you all know, they're up. Go go go. And then I went, you know what? I think I might need another controller. So I went back in and did a separate order for a second controller. <laughs> I did the exact same thing. So I got the pre-order at eight o'clock and whatever. And then I got my shit together and went to work. So normally I leave, to, leave for work at eight. I was like, oh, fuck. And then I'm like, oh, shit, I get ready for work now. <laughs> and this run of work. And then, yeah, it was like, I don't know, uh, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock. And I'm like, Let's have a because all I'm all I'm hearing is reports that EB Game has completely like exhausted their day one allocation. 
I'm like, mm. shit, that is a lot. Uh, presumably a lot. That's a lot of pre-orders. And like, I'm pretty mm. confident that. So, did you? Which store did you go to? Warm Ponds or Warm Ponds? Warm Ponds. Yeah, I went to Geelong because I'm obviously I spent a lot of time. Excuse me, in town, so it was easy for me to to, to go there. Um, so I, I'm pretty confident that you or I would be within the first. I'd be probably within the first like five people at Geelong. You probably the ten maybe. Mm. So I'm, I'm thinking we're pretty confident that we'll, we'll we will secure it. But yeah, like the later in the day, the, like you know the. Eight, pre-orders for the consoles have stopped and I, and I was like oh shit and then i was like well the controller i'll just grab a controller couldn't get a docking station though it's like 50 bucks. i didn't bother i that didn't bother wait. with the docking I think station that can wait. so i um i mean my my email code specifically states launch day console whereas my friend's got a pre-order and his says 20 uh late 2020 early 2021 stock mm. doesn't specifically say launch so yeah, so Jem in the chat, she goes, the GameStop in America already have screwed up. A friend of mine posted about pre-ordering hers in store and and she called her manager to ask when they stopped taking them. My friend my friend said, uh, what do you mean allocated stock? But yeah, so look, JB are in the same boat. They're essentially, they're taking pre-orders like non-stop. I think they may have closed now. But even then, they're just like, hey, we can't promise it. If anything, you're paying for priority queuing. Mm. But everyone's that, paying for priority queuing. It's not really I, know priority. That, I know that Big W... Uh, they stopped taking pre-orders because they were allowing two per customer. Oh shit! Okay, yeah. Um, at fifty dollar deposits. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I think what happened with the pre-ordering of this was an absolute shit show. Mm. Because in all their conferences and all their said all their blogs boats, Sony were like, "You are they're not going to drop same day. You are going to have notice. You are going to do this and that." And EB posted, I saw a tweet from EB Games at 7.58 a.m. saying pre-orders go live at 8 a.m. Mm. Like, it's a two minutes warning. Yeah. Now, it's, like, that is ridiculous. I just want to and add like to Jim's point here. Sorry, keep going. Sorry, and a lot, of, a lot of these places, for the last few months, they've been taking expressions of interest. You sign up, you email... No one got... I didn't get an email saying that pre-orders went live. The expression of what interest was, the- was essentially stock allocation. That's all it was. When I, I remember mm. going to EB and I asked them. I said, hey, um, this, obviously this doesn't guarantee shit. What is it? Mm. And I'm like, is it, just, is it just to help you guys allocate stock? And they went, yeah, pretty much. Like they were fully aware that, that it wasn't anything. So it's just it's an easy way for them to have an estimation of how many consoles they're going to need so that store like we have four you know four thousand expressions of interest so they can pitch to eb head office presumably saying we have this many we need this much we got to need approximately this much mm. stock and then they can uh, spread it out across the country either way right so as i was saying before the show started i got a friend of mine who gave me some inside info around their store so they don't work at eb they work at a different um electrical retailer and they as far as they know they've been allocated three three consoles that's it. And in terms of the expression of interest, like all it did was give me a double up of the same email that everybody else got slightly earlier. And all it did was say, make sure your information's preloaded on your EB World account so you can just go did it quicker. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like the expression of interest really didn't do anything. It just gave you a heads up that it might, like when I got that first email, I'm like, they're going to drop soon. And then a second one See, came I, through in the afternoon. I, anti- I anticipated that they were going to drop them the same time as their Xbox pre-orders. Mm. That were going to give us to Monday or whatever it was, the twenty second or the twentieth, whatever now, it was. 
to Jem's point, she goes, this is why I never pre-order. And I think that's incorrect. So when it comes to consoles, you have to fucking pre-order. Otherwise, you'll never get one. Games, I agree. Never pre-order fucking games unless you want a collector's edition. Never do it. If, if you like, you pre-order the standard edition, I don't know what's wrong with you because that's dumb. There is always stacks, right? But a console, hardware, hardware, you have to pre-order, especially around next generation. Like this is something you, you cannot get around with you know what i mean you know what i mean mm. so that's 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 something so you have to pre-order them you have to well but like everything else you can just fucking go to town this this will be my for- first ever launch day console same like i i bought the ps3 a little bit later <laughs> a P- ps3 like yonks later i got it when metal gear solid 4 came out um the ps4 i got way later but not like stupid late but i got a bit later um yeah and ps2 like yeah never happened so I'm just going to go through the chat here. Let's have a square. So let's see what we got here. Uh, Puck goes, I've watched the fights break out about the sports ball bros losing their mind because they ran out of copies of Madden. Well, that's the, that's the one thing. So there's a, so, uh, I was listening to a podcast that talked about sales right now are 37% higher for the month of August year on year. So the thing about this way, uh, the industry at large in America is one third higher last month than it was the year before. Mm. Yeah, I mean, and these are a lot of people. Everyone's stuck at home. Everyone's playing games. That's kind of what they're doing, right? So, like, I understand that, and like, you know, they're football bros. What are you going to do? Not punch each other? But no, it is. It, this whole pre-order system is a massive joke. Um, it's absolutely crazy. So, buddy in the chat goes. Personally, I took no expression of interest in my store and told them to do it on the website so that my store didn't get hammered and people that did it actually got emailed. You know, it's it, it is a bit of it is a bit of a hot mess. And it looks as if Xbox do have the right call here, but I think I think so, whether this was Sony's decision or EB's decision, I don't know. Because I'm pretty confident that PlayStation Australia made a tweet saying, you know, they'll be live in however. And then even Jeff Keighley, who seems to have more information about the conference and the actual conference, comes out and says, you'll, you'll have pre-orders in the next 24 hours. So very clearly, there wasn't the decision to drop it, you know, less than an hour and a half after the conference. Mm. whether it was Australia that sort of kicked in a gear than every other country had to fucking pull pull, pull up I don't know but it, se- it does not seem to be that way yeah sorry my, my kid just keeps coming in and out of the room you know it's mm. crazy <clears throat> any more thoughts on the pre-ordering side of things before we start going into the conference itself uh, ap- ap- apart from the fact that it was a hot garbage mess no mm. Yeah, but it's this, it's this interesting situation. Like, I mean, I mean, congratulations to all those who who won their console, and for yeah. all those who didn't, I guess I hope you get them as soon as you can get them. Part it's a weird part because part of me is like, it, well, it sucks for everybody else. So, um, and then know, there's like, you know there's there's all those people selling their selling their pre-orders on eBay for upwards of twenty thousand dollars, just flexing that they got one. Mm. So, like, yeah, look, that, look, that is that personal thing for me, right? Like, I understand that it sucks and it sucks for many people but people that want day one shipments are the hardcore right and the hardcore mm. are the ones that were up and they're watching the presentation and they're following it afterwards and you know if anything we've been rewarded for being that hardcore audience and i think it should be that way like there is other line of like oh you know <laughs> i made the joke to you like you know all the all those all the big hardcore nerds that sleep till four in the afternoon and go to bed at two you know what i mean like well they missed out well, Noodle nearly missed out. Yeah. He had to pre-order his some some random place. One of my mates completely missed out because he literally went to bed at eight o'clock in the morning. Like, 
two minutes before I put in our chat that they were live, he had fallen Was asleep. he up all night? Yeah. Fucking his he, fault. He, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like, like I understand, like, in, in that exact same comment, I'm like, well, like, we're the hardest of the hardcore, but the hardcore gamer that stays up all night playing games got shafted. And I'm kind of like, I don't know, fuck him. Like, it's a it's, it's this weird stance, and I shouldn't have that stance because it, it, it is it is like an odd entitlement on my end. You know what I mean? But I mean, this this pre-order mess isn't as bad as the uh, the 30 series G- NVIDIA GPUs going on at the moment. Was <laughs> they're, it, sorry? They're pre- the, the pre-orders for the for the new 30 series cards, the the new NVIDIA GPUs. Yeah, apparently- The pre-orders with, for with, those, they were, they were sold out within minutes. Yeah, apparently with everywhere. the M-Wave, they had to raffle it. Um, oh, we've, yeah. got, we've got uh, Willow on the chat. We've got Real Dave Brown, PlayStation uh, collector extraordinaire, Real Dave Brown. How are you, Dave? I haven't seen you around these parts in yonks. Uh, Buddy also adds, supposed to start work later and ran off straight after morning podcast and got there early uh, early enough to sort it out. And look, that's certainly true. I may, uh, My statement is is an assumption and it's, it is me just being like, Ugh. but 100%, if you start work at midday, if you start work at one, you're not going to be up then. You know what I mean? So like, I mm. shouldn't be shitting on like the stereotype of a gamer. Like I, you know, I'm lucky. I happen to be up to to make content. I was up and I had to go to work. So I happened just to be in that right category of people. <laughs> I mean, I had just knocked off work and I, I was asleep. If you hadn't have called me, I 100 percent would have missed out. Exactly. Like there was no way I was getting one. Yeah. Which is which is interesting because the same argument I have about gamers staying up all night being butts, and you're like, "Well, I work all night, mate." Isn't that the same? Like, <laughs> it's kind of the same. Uh. Let's see. So Willow in the chat. So I got lucky, and I th- and I think I got one for the last few launch day pre-orders. Very lucky. But yeah, and buddy goes. Thankfully, Microsoft doing it right. And I I can't I can't I cannot argue that at all. Microsoft have got mm. the right decision here. They've got the right idea, giving enough notice. That everyone can plan, be prepared, and whatever. Um, you know. And also, I do wonder whether the two hundred dollar uh, deposit down payment for EB Games may have swayed that. Maybe they knew they were going to get less traction if they were posting to, posting two hundred dollar deposits, but I guarantee they didn't stop anyone though. Yeah. All right. Well, that's they got that out of the way. Let's get into the actual conference itself, Max. Let's talk about what was shown uh, and in what order. Kick it off. So they kicked the show off with Final Fantasy sixteen. Uh, this started with a disclaimer stating that it was uh, PC footage emulating PlayStation 5. Uh, it was announced that it was a console exclusive with no release date or window. Now, when I first saw this, I actually thought it was going to be a remake of The Last Remnant. Yeah. Because um, the, the guys look so similar. And then I kind of went, oh, yeah. And cause I was at work at the time. I kind of put my phone back in my pocket and went back to work. And then all I hear in my ear is, Oh my god, they're riding chocobos! I quickly pull my phone back out. (laughs) (laughs) If it wasn't for those chocobos, I wouldn't have picked it. I was like, I don't know what this is. Let's see what like it's fantasy. It's looking and the first thing I noticed was the lip sync was out. I'm like, this Mm. looks kind of poo. Why? Why is the lip sync not working? And then because it's there, because it's a Japanese game, and like Final Fantasy's never had good lip sync because they they make it vague, so it fits all. So Square Enix have confirmed that they will be uh, giving uh, or sharing more information about Final Fantasy Final Fantasy 16 in 2021. Uh, and rumor has it it's not as far out as we all think. Because I jokingly said to you, "Well, we'll see this in about six years' time." Mm. Because Square are notorious for showing us stuff and then not doing anything with it for years. Um, so it's nice to know. Well, if the rumors are true, that it could be sooner than we think. 
especially if they're going to share some more uh, information in 2021. Yeah. Now, as the big as the Final Fantasy lover of the two of us, you know, you've you've got it tattooed on your arm and shit. Is this doing all the things for you? I mean, I've always told you straight away. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a sucker for Square games, especially the Final Fantasy series. Uh, this had me straight away. Yeah. Look, I'll admit this is that I, I, I'm on the record <laughs> of poo-pooing Final Fantasy whenever I can because it's not for me. It's not a Betson game in any se- in any sense of the word. But having this be like more fantasy kind of made me interested as my character. It kind of, it kind of. It kind of looked darker and more gritty than what the others have looked like. Yeah, and, and like, it looks and it looked like the combat similar to that of what fifteen was. So there will be a lot of people that probably aren't as warm to it as the hardcore fans because that was more of an action style game similar to that of Kingdom Hearts, for example, than what. <laughs> in the chat, they're just throwing different years. We've got twenty twenty five, twenty thirty five, twenty forty nine. It's all starring Harrison Ford. I don't know what's going on in chat. Chat's having a blast. <laughs> it's, it's coming out in 20... Yeah, Dash BB2. It's coming out in 2077. It's going to be playable inside Cyberpunk. <laughs> <laughs> they release, finally release at the same, do- same time. Uh, yeah, no, this, this you know, this checked all my boxes. I'm I'm always a big sucker. I'll, I'll, this is one that I, I will be looking forward to. Mm. Yeah, look it, look, it looks interesting enough. I saw the big demon. I'm like, oh, it kind of looks like Efrit because that's the one thing I remember from like <laughs> Final Fantasy VIII on Black on PS1. Whether it is or not, I don't fucking know. It's, what I, it's the only thing I connected it to. But uh, look, I'm not going to play. I, yeah, I might play it. If it comes out way, I might play it. But there are some things that were pointed out that I didn't really consider cause not knowing Final Fantasy is apparently the battles look a lot more one-on-one rather than sort of team-based. Uh, this is an, mm-hmm. an observation that I believe Buddy made on uh, guest, guest appearance on the Explosion Network. Uh, I was like, oh, I never considered that. Because it's just, I, I've only, I, I don't know. Like, does mm. that change anything to you? Because isn't 15 very group-driven? Yeah, that, uh, not necessarily. Uh, it was just the way the combat flowed. So it wasn't, it wasn't turn-based anymore. It's, it was more of an action, uh, similar to that of the new Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> bad. Uh, next up was uh, Spooderman Miles Morales. Uh, this time they showed more gameplay uh, and, and essentially didn't they back-ended the trailer with the same Holiday 2020, um, which we knew it's a launch title. We know that's coming. Um but they, I don't know why they didn't put it in there. They could, have, they should have just said launch date or launch something. You know what I mean? And I, yeah, they could have just said launch title as opposed to what I thought. Yeah, that, I think launch title would have been fine at the end of it as opposed to holiday twenty twenty. Well, because like, it's not going to be like November twelfth I mean, and just like yeah, broadcast it. They obviously, I'm putting. It well, that was the other thing that we spoke about because it's only coming to some countries on the twelfth, and the rest of the world get the console on the nineteenth. We were like, does that mean all their launch titles will be pushed to the nineteenth? Apparently, it's staggered or, release, so yeah. Yeah. So in the on the twelfth, it's like the US is US, uh, Australia, New Zealand. I've, I've got it uh, pretty just much above just not here. Europe. Yeah, so it was US, Japan, Mexico, Australia, New Zealand, and South Korea. So the the big buyers, the yeah. And then everywhere else got got it. Yeah, we'll be getting it on the nineteenth. Yeah, so in terms of gameplay, we see uh, Miles Morales sort of in a little street market, uh, surrounded by like Puerto Rican flags and stuff. So, you know, for many that are, that are Puerto Rican, it's pretty pretty mad for them, I imagine. Um, we see the Tinkerer. He looks to be a villain in this, whether he's the big bad, who knows? Because we thought Mr. Negative was the big bad in Spider-Man, but it turns out he wasn't. So he might be a, you know, obviously this being a uh, expansion, not a full-fledged game, he may still just be the big bad. 
Um, we see a battle on a bridge. All we see is the MCU's further disregard for bridges. I don't know what it is for fucking comic book movies or Marvel. It's just no one fucking likes bridges. And these bridges get fucked up so bad. Um, a couple of things that, that I noticed and, the, and then... Because I, I noticed them at the time, but I didn't really think about it until later on. There is a change. There is a lot, a couple more dudes on screen than normally. It is a bit more fluid. It's a bit more visceral. Uh, it was pointed out that there's like a nice hip-hop beat at the back there, which I didn't pick up the first time I watched it. Watching it again, I was like, oh yeah, no, there it is. So they're really stylistically trying to separate it from Peter Parker's Spider-Man, which had that more of that orchestral sort of sound behind mm -hmm. it. Where here they're going around that sort of hip-hop bass that we saw in... Uh, 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 the what's this multiverse Spider-Man movie, which I can't think of right now. What's it called? Enter the Spider-Verse. Enter the Spider-Verse. Thank you. Um, you know, which had a, a an amazing soundtrack. Um, one of the greatest Spider-Man movies. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's not the best. And we're seeing a lot of neon. We're seeing a lot of uh, sorry neon and black contrast. So we're going to really see what HDR and ray tracing can do. Uh, you know, a lot of elect electric electric powers and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, so essentially showing off what it was going to do. Now, I mentioned it on the stream as well that I got a lot of infamous first light vibes from it, especially with that neon. Um, how, how did you think of this gameplay? It's It was nice to see some new stuff. Uh, I think you're, I think you're right. Uh, you know, they're, they're definitely trying to separate it from that of Peter Parker's Spider-Man by, by doing the contrast, all the neon lights. It's a, you know, it does it is reminiscent of that Enter the Spider-Verse uh, universe. Um Miles himself is a cool character. Mm. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to playing this. Uh, yeah. It'll be interesting to see how much of a quote shorter experience it is, uh, because they are they did announce that they are re fully remaking Marvel Spider Man for the PS5. Yeah, so apparently so, there's two versions of uh, of these Miles Morales DLC. It's the like the Ultimate Edition, which comes with the base game or base game, quote unquote, and this expansion or this mm -hmm. expansion standalone. So both options will be available on launch. And yeah, I think there's a there's a reason that that's being done compared to not being put in something that's the back end of the show. And we'll talk about that when we get there. Mm. But yeah, Next look, up, I'm, I'm keen. Spider Man was good. I, oh, I haven't yeah. finished DLC yet, but it's it's on my list. I've got one and a half DLCs to go, so I'll be I'll be I'll be ready to rock and roll come November. Let me tell you that. Uh, next up, we saw what surprised me. Yeah, Hogwarts Legacy. So we got a nice cinematic trailer um, for this. Uh, shows that the game is set in the 1800s, so it's going to take place before the Harry Potter series. Um, and it showed us a release date of 2021. Yeah, so it's that long-rumored, long, uh, long-leaked uh, Harry so Potter is... game. Uh, it's made by Avalanche, so that's the guys that did all the uh, like Disney Infinity sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, not the Avalanche that, that worked on Rage with Bethesda. Um, completely different studio. But this is... It's it's cool. Like, this looks great. Um, mm. Having it set this... in the 1800s makes... You know, why there's no cell phones, while there's no iPads, you know, like they put it in a time where magic really kind of suits. And mm. the, although the Hogwarts, I think, has been around since like the 1600s, if I remember my Harry Potter lore right, um, it's like, like it's, it's a good time. There's no characters, very likely there'll be no characters that you know. So they're completely almost, you know, pushing aside Harry Potter as we I'm, know. I mean, I would imagine that you'll get some cameo of family names. Yeah. But you won't see any any characters that you don't. There's some more. There's some more news about this later in the news. As well. Yeah. So obviously, look. Uh, you know, we're, we're not. We don't want to get 
political or whatever but there is a lot of discussion around this with jk rowling because she's in fact a garbage person um i'll leave those th those thoughts and comments elsewhere um i do wonder whether, whether something can be separated from the game who knows but i imagine we'll, we'll hear a lot about that especially coming to launch but separate from that i was honestly very excited to see this trailer mm. it, it, it looks looks up my alley i love harry potter you know, you know, it is holds holds a very special place in my heart from a very special time in my life, um, and I do have to weigh up that situation. Like, do I can I separate the two? Um, and I and I, 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 I look, I'll be shameless. I probably can. You know, what I mean, <laughs> um, yeah. So like, it it, it it's cool to finally have it. You know, I get to finally be, be, you know, I don't want to be a fucking Gryffindor or nothing. That's for those, I'm, I'm Hufflepuff all the way, my friend. Yeah, I mean, that's where I'm going to be at. Going to be in my house. Going to be on a mate myself. You know, it, it's, it's going to be cool. But then it's one of those things like, this is awesome with that horrible niggling feeling in the back of your head. Now your wife's a big Harry Potter fan, yeah? No, not at all. Not at all, what she was. Oh, you were. I, I just recently made her watch all of them. I, I bought the <laughs> collector's edition 4K box. Yeah. And we sat there and watched one a day for eight days or nine days, however many there are mm. yeah no i'm i'm super keen on this uh, i mean i just i just reread the books um you know despite all the, the you know the wb released a statement saying that she has nothing to do with this yeah but she still owns this like is, she's the this creator is completely separate story. She, she, yeah of course so you know there will be some people who will be like you know i'm not buying this game because of this um i'll buy it secondhand so that she gets none she sees none of the profits from it I also think that it is, um, you know, if that's your stance, then that is perfectly fine. You're entitled to do what you feel. But I also think that the the, 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 the people who worked on this game deserve to have their work looked at and appreciated. Yeah. So, you know, you're not just, by not buying it, you're not just hurt, you're not really hurting her. Mm. You're just hurting the people that worked on this game and they, they do deserve to have their work looked at and appreciated. Yeah, well, I'm sure when they started the project, they didn't know it was going to go this way. So there's, there's yeah. that as well. Uh, next up was Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Uh, it, we saw. I'm so, a, I'm so glad you got that from just my string of letters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the acronym is pretty bonkers for Call of Duty now. Uh, so they showed more of the same stuff. They showed about half, uh, essentially the back end of the first mission of the game. Uh, they uh, announced a uh, playable alpha, which is live right now, which you and I played a little bit before. Um, but we'll get to our sort of like why our thoughts on that a little bit later. Uh, yeah, it's you can use people as human shields. You can knife a guy, then shoot him in case the knife was insufficient. You know, like it, it felt like Call of Duty, but also felt like Fast and the Furious on the longest fucking runway ever, and an RC car that can go 180 miles an hour apparently. It looked like Call of Duty. Yeah, I mean, if you if if you if you're one of those people who buys Call of Duty every year, you're gonna buy this one anyway. Uh, this one uh, being a um, Raven Treyarch team up. This, this so shout this out for is... Raven getting the big splash at the start, of course, because they worked on the campaign where Treyarch are working on the multi. So because yep. they're showing um, campaign here, they got the big blast. So shout out to Raven. So, I mean, this is this is an easy buy for me because I'm a sucker for some zombies gameplay. Yep. And Treyarch do it the best. Yeah, look, it looks all right. It looks like it looks like Call of Duty. Um, it has a feel of old Call of Duty, if that makes sense. So, like when you looked at that, when you looked at like Modern Warfare, uh, the, the the recent Modern Warfare, the campaign felt different. 
It felt mm. like they've, they've actually swung in a, in a different way, in a different part, where this feels like, hey, remember the Call of Duty's used to love, like where it's just fucking explosions and unnecessary set pieces? That's what it felt like here. And whether the whole campaign is going to be this, like, I don't know, but um, it's not certainly not poo-pooing what Raven can or will be doing, but it's just more of a what my expectations would be coming into this. And... I always like, but I'm never going to buy it. And then I end up getting it anyway. So fuck them. Who cares? They, they obviously don't care about me. I'm just going to buy it. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, uh, it looks cool. I'll probably play it. Like, I, always, I always enjoy the campaigns eventually, about like six months later when I finally go through it. I'll let you take the next one as well. Oh, yeah. Resident Evil Village was next. Uh, it was once again another more cinematic trailer. Uh, the sections had a real uh, Tim Burton. So, there, yeah, it was a section that had like a Coraline sort of feel to it. I'm pretty um, sure that was Tim Burton, right? Yeah, Tim Burton. Uh, was it? Did Tim Burton do Coraline? Uh, maybe. Either way, but it did have that now. Tim Burton-esque feel to it mixed with Coraline. Pretty sure he did. Um, but yeah, and they also doubled down on, uh, on 2021, which is great. Because that's, that's... It's a weird... I, I'm going to say presumably it's January. Like we've seen 2021, so we've seen the last what one, two, three wasn't okay. The last three iterations of uh, Resident Evil have all come out in January, and I can't. Apart from the what backends this showcase, I feel everything will be within the first six months, ideally. So I'm going to say this is probably Q1 next year, and I'm excited. It looks fantastic. Um, I everyone knows how I've suddenly I, I, I've shifted. From my Silent Hill love, my Resident Evil love, starting with two and then two, three, and then oh, oh, give me this, give me this so hard. Like it's it's littered with uh, you know Resident Evil Four vibes. I'm feeling it. Like it, I love Resident Evil Four back on the PS2. Get get it in my face. I want it. I want to play it. I want to see how they re- essentially rewrite Four because we know the Four remakes coming. I want to see how they're going to rewrite this to fit this new timeline they've created with the remakes. That's what I want to see. Because 7 was a soft reboot, and they're sort of rewriting it to go down a different path to make them a bit more coherent. Oh, give it to me. What are you, Max? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Capcom have been killing it with the Resident Evil titles lately, and this this looks like it's going to be an absolute must-grab for mm. any fan. It looks great. I want them. Like the, the thing that I have at my, most questions about is how are there werewolves? You know, we know that you know the T virus makes zombies. Is this the W virus? This makes werewolves. Like, how are they going to do it? You know, like I, that's what got, that's what's got me excited. That's what that's what's mm. got my attention here personally. Like, I, 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 the whole aesthetic is cool. At the end of the trailer, you see that. What are you buying, guy? Then I got all excited again because I like <laughs> that guy always made me chuckle. Like, if anything, I've made me pull four out again. Four is on the shelf under there, and I want to play it again. Right now, I'm playing Ratchet and Clank, but I want to like I'm gonna, when I'm done, I'm gonna jump on Resi Four. I'm feeling next it. up, we had <laughs> next up we had Death Loop. Uh, so we got some more gameplay uh, footage for that game, and we got their new release window after its delay, so it's now set to drop quarter two, 2021. This game looks very much like an arcade game. Yeah, it looks like... So I, I, they're, they're implying sort of roguelike aspects to it, but they've not, com- yeah. they've not com- they've committed, not really said that. So the idea is you've got eight targets you need to take out in, in one 24-hour window of the game, in terms of a, of a game day. Um, but if you die, it starts the day again. So I do wonder whether, like, if you take out four of them and then die, 
how are you going to go about getting forward? Like, are you signed from the start again? Or is there some sort of like, duh, 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 you know what I mean? Like, what's the situation from A to B? You know what I mean? Like, are you going to open up pass? Are you going to like create little uh, easier ways so you're not getting kicked in the dick every time? Because I guarantee you, like, as someone that I love the idea of roguelites, but I suck at them because I don't, I, I really hate that uh, random nature to it, which is the entire idea of a roguelite. But you know what I mean? Like, because it feels like it was, it was being different every time. I'm like, well, where am I learning? What am I getting? Like, where's my progression? But I'm probably playing and looking at them wrong. Yeah, I mean, it depends on. It depends on yeah, if if they are like randomly generated areas as to where the the people that you need your targets are dropped and whatnot. Mm. So you know, you could you might be able to learn as you progress if it doesn't um if it if if it doesn't have that randomness to it. I guess especially if you like, and I mean you know, because you could you could kill nine uh, you could kill four of the targets and then run out of time. And then it will reset you back to the side and you're like, well, I, I know how to get these guys now. I'm going to be able to do it faster, therefore giving me more time to get to the rest of the people. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see when it actually comes out, how it all works, or when they drop some more information on the title. That's a good point. So Dash in the tra- Dash in the chat mentioned the trailer was 10 minutes too long. It was. Um, I, I, I feel there's an obligation here for them to put it up. Pardon me, especially that it is a console exclusive with the PlayStation. I imagine that's a big part of why we saw so much of it. Um, probably the only really big reason. Uh, next up was the Devil May Cry Cry Five Special Edition. Uh, they did show some gameplay of it. They they showed like a, a, a another version of Dante and some other character that wasn't in the game but now is. Devil May Cry has never been my franchise. I saw this one and it looks and it looked mad at the time when it released at the start of the year, but I didn't have time for it, so I didn't jump on it. Um, and then I just didn't touch it what about you max what you, what, what's your thoughts uh, on this i i've played Re- i've played every single devil may cry that's ever come out it's one of my favorite hack and slash titles and i'm pretty keen to see you get some love and to come come back to ps5 hmm. Hmm. i think oh. I, i'll de- i think i'll definitely pick this up yeah well look, i'm a huge fan of devil may cry stuff yeah well it's one of those things like with you know two capcom games here and like, i'll take the resi or i'll take that hit i'll take resi you can take Devil May Cry. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, <laughs> hang on. It's not like they're even remotely coming out at the same time. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's very, very true. Uh, next up was uh, Odd World, Odd World Soulstorm. Um, it's probably the more, more inde- the only inde- quote-unquote independent game uh, in the showcase uh, with a bit more gameplay, a bit more cinematic, but no release date. Um I think the big reason that this is here is because of that connection that Oddworld has to PlayStation. Like when I think of Oddworld, you know, uh, of Oddworld Abe's Odyssey, I think of PS1. I know it's on everything and eventually with the uh, new and tasty, it eventually made its way to everything. But to me, that, that series is so intrinsically connected to PlayStation. It would be weird if it wasn't shown here. Oh, and Dash confirms Virgil was the other character in Devil May Cry 5 that's in there that wasn't before. I don't know who that is. Do you know who that is? It's Dante's brother. Oh, cool. Go Dante's brother. <laughs> but um, uh, one thing I discussed during the during the live stream <laughs> was with Oddworld is Oddworld is a game that I can't handle. Because I love Oddworld. I try to save every dude and the game is designed... For you to not save every dude 
but I can't. It, might, it hurts me. It, like, it, I actually hurt it in my chest when I get to a level I didn't save everyone. So I don't know how I'm going to have to break that. But yeah, so I don't know. I, 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 might, I may give it a go. But. <laughs> uh, next up, we got to, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach. This was a uh, an interesting. Uh, it was a cinematic trailer, and I believe there was no release window at the back end of the no. at the back end of the show. What were your thoughts on this? Uh, I was watching. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then I saw like a cartoony rabbit thing. I'm like, I bet this is Five Nights at Freddy's. And then they show Freddy Fazbear in the middle as a big statue. And I'm like, yep, I'm out. <laughs> like, I just can't. Yeah, care. I, I kind of tuned out as well. I must admit. You know, it's 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 a weird situation. Like, I, I understand that there is an appeal for Five Nights at Freddy's. I don't think there's been an appeal for a while. And I do wonder whether this game is going to be a, a change to the series. Because, you know, the series is designed about you being in a room and then you interacting because it began as a mobile yeah. game, right? So I, I do wonder whether they're going to take... Because this looks like a larger cityscape. This looks like not just a, 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 a restaurant where you would normally be in. Like, looks like they've expanded on what on FNAF... Uh, maybe once. maybe they're a th- maybe they're a theme park now, not just a restaurant. Yeah, maybe they're sort of yeah bumping it up, getting a bit more three D adventury. It might be it might be a way step for the future. I don't give a fuck about it. But I'm sure someone was like, ah, wasn't me. Uh, one that I uh, actually no fuck it. You can take this one, Max. Is all you. <laughs> uh, next up, we got some Demon's Souls remake gameplay trailer stuff. Now. I have been waiting for this for so long. I I first played this right as they uh, closed off the surface on PS3. <laughs> so I got a very... Um, I didn't get the multiplayer experience of this game. So I am very much looking forward to the new, prettier, much prettier version of Demon's Souls. Mm. Uh, it looks it looks great. Um, obviously, the, the issues that these games have had across PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4... Uh, being like you know, Dark Souls, you, you, the obviously the Demon Souls, then your Dark Souls series, and and even to an extent Bloodborne, they suffer from issues with frame rates. Yeah. Now, hopefully, being on this nice, you know, powerful console, we're not going to have that issue, and it's going to run. Just, just it, it's the dream scenario is to see it, you know, running. Uh, the one thing that I really wish we did see, or wish. I really wish they showed us in the uh, in the trailer is you know they they give you a set you know they showed gameplay and they had the character die on screen and you you got the fade to black with the you died and unfortunately it did not kick back in and show us how quickly it puts you back in the game after you died and I really wish they had have done that I wonder if that was a, a deliberate choice to not put that in uh, that's just the cynic in me I guess because after Bloodborne's ridiculous twenty minute load times after you died. I'm hoping that you know, with this new super fast souls they drive that they've been touting, it's it's almost instant to get you back in there. Well, you'd want to hope so, but even then, like one thing they did show that was different is uh, in in the Souls series, when you're transitioning from areas, you have that clouded door mm. and it loads you, you have to the, 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 the area. fog doors. Yeah, previously we're looking at twenty seconds worth of loading time. Where here it was like one second. Not even mm. like boop, and you just kind of walk through it. It's almost like why do they need to keep it separated? But I guess it's part of the game. Yeah. 
I... So, um, and this obviously is also a launch title. That's mad. Yeah, because so that's all that I'm going to be playing. <laughs> yeah. So until Cyberpunk comes I, out the next week, <laughs> I love love the idea of the Souls games, but I suck. I am horrid at them, and I will never. I don't think I'll ever actively be good at them. So I'll be like, yeah, I'll give it a boo, and then I'll hate it. I'll fucking hate it. <laughs> it, or it is I'll definitely really an acquired it. taste. It is, it is definitely an acquired taste. Because I loved Bloodborne. I just wasn't very good at it. Like, I stylistically, thematically, I loved it. And I just kept getting, just getting fucked all the time. And also didn't know how to spec my character properly. Which <laughs> and then last but not least, to wrap, out, to wrap up the show, Fortnite. Oh. Coming to PS5 at launch. That's what it felt like. It felt like Demon Souls is this big fuck off. Yeah, Demon Souls. We're going to end it with Demon Souls. Because we had like five minutes left. I'm like, how are they going to put everything in five minutes? And they're like, Fortnite. I'm like, you don't back end a fucking showcase right before they announce all the details with fucking Fortnite. But mm. this makes sense. Fortnite's the biggest game like fucking ever. Uh, you know, Sony own, own a stake in Epic. So it's within, it's within their invested interest to, uh, to showcase the title and show that it's coming to PS5 at launch. But the next thing that's very exciting, Max, is they announced the PlayStation Plus Collection. Uh, it is something that is coming uh, to everyone that is a PS Plus subscriber for the PS5, where they'll give you a selection of uh, PS4 titles at no cost. Think about it like the instant Vita collection uh, on the Vita, like sort of as that console started to die, they kind of reopened up all the PS Plus games for a little while. Uh, and these games include Batman Arkham Knight, Battlefield 1, Bloodborne, Days Gone, Detroit Become Human, Fallout 4, Final Fantasy 15, God of War, Infamous Second Son, The Last Guardian, The Last of Us Remastered, Monster Hunter World, Mortal Kombat 10, Persona 5, Ratchet and Clank, Resi 7, Uncharted 4, and Until Dawn. Now that is a big hitting list of games there. Across uh, a lot of genres too. Like it's yeah. not just... And one thing you'll notice as well, a lot of like there, yeah, there's a uh, obviously first party big hitters in there. There's a lot of third party or second parties. Like obviously Batman is third party with Warner Brothers that's previously been on PS Plus. Battlefield One's an interesting choice. Uh, you know, uh, obviously they've, they've leveraged their connections with Bethesda for Fallout. Persona is huge, one of the the highest rated game on the PlayStation Five. Uh, four, sorry. So that's a yeah, that's a that's a big get. Um, a lot of them, like, you know, uh, uh, like Ratchet and Clank, there's a new one coming out. So for those that may not have, uh, you know, may not have given it a bell, this is a good step step in that in that, in that that right direction. Uh, same as Resi 7 with Resi 8 right around the corner. Get them across that line. It's it's interesting that there's no Horizon on that list. Uh, yeah, and there's no Spider-Man either. Well, Spider-Man kind of makes sense because they did, they you know, we're planning on... Because that bu- that, that presumed bundle with Miles Morales, right? Mm. And Horizon may be the same. They may release a bundle later on, so they're not giving it away just yet. I um, mean... Now, in the chat, uh, Dash mentions the PlayStation Game Pass. I, I disagree. I don't think it's in the same space. Um, I think it's they're essentially just trying... They're trying to forward sell you games. Now, if this was PlayStation Games Pass, then they would do the idea of 
oh, here's, you know, all the games are coming to this. No, this is a selection of games. It's just, it's just there. And I, I don't see them expanding on it. I don't see them increasing it. It's just a little like, it's like a little goodie bag at the start. It's like, here's a little uh, pack think... of games that you may want to check out if you didn't have a PS4 or some games to tide you over while everything gets delayed. Yeah, I, I think it's more of a, yeah. So for people who are new to the, the Sony platform, here's a bunch of the best of the best PS4 games. Or alternatively, you've just spent $600. You might not be able to afford another $100 game. Here's a bunch of games to pay to play until next payday. Yeah, it, it is to sort of incentivize PS Plus and bring it across. You know what I mean? It's 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 like on paper, it seems really good. But but personally, like just looking at it, like, I don't see it being this big shift. It's yeah, it's essentially like a, uh, a it's, it's it's your day one bundle. It's what it is. Like previously, I mean, not to not to mention, I I own almost all of these games. Well, <laughs> let me have a look. So I've played, I played Batman. I played, yep, yep, yep. Uh, I haven't played Final Fantasy Fifteen, obviously, because I don't give a fuck. But I have played everything on that list. Days Gone is the only one I haven't played on that list. Days Gone's got it. It's pretty good. You know, like, like it's the one like. So for us. For us, is that that as I referenced at the start of that core audience? It's not for us. We've played these games, you know what I mean. So, but it is that it's bringing people over. It's giving you something on day one. That's what they're trying to do. But they they I think they understand that it's under the world circumstance and with the with the idea of Games Pass kicking them in the asshole. They needed something to sort of show that customer facing at the beginning. They've given you a bunch of freebies that kind of aren't freebies because they are in the rights anyway. And a lot of them are all like old games. They're already classics if they're not already. Um, you know, as that said, it's, it, it's not a bad, it's 100% a good incentive. But I do think the narrative that this is Xbox, this is PlayStation's Games Pass is wrong. I don't see it being that at all because I don't see it being worked on. I don't see it being changed. And, I, and uh, you know, Games Pass is what Xbox are leveraging right now. This is not that. Um, and then finally, oh, did you have something to add before we went into the final? No, 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 no. You go for it. And finally, we got a teaser for what is presumably God of War Ragnarok. They showed the Omega symbol with the runes on it uh, in an ice blue. They showed Ragnarok in the font, and it's coming twenty twenty one. If you watch that react, if you watch that the stream, you will see a grown man cry. Um, I I I love God of War. Like as we wrap up the end of this, the end of this uh, generation, it is unquestionably the game of the generation for me. I love this game with every part of my being. So to know that a sequel is coming and that it's right around the corner is baffling to me but also incredibly exciting you know i want to see where this goes like i love I, I don't i can't stress how much i love this game i love the connection between atreus atreus and kratos like this fatherly connection i want to see where that goes because they end the game and they're their father and son rather than just you know the father figure and boy like you know man i want to see where that goes i want to see where that takes it and then on top of that the idea of ragnarok it's the end of fucking days in norse mythology and if if you have a minor understanding of what that means it's fucking huge we're going to see the big bad norse gods we are going to see presumably you know spoilers for anyone that may know uh nordic uh, history loki is, is 
Oh, that's a big spoiler. Loki is a big part of what brings Ragnarok. And there's sacrifices that have to be made to bring into that storyline. There's a lot here. And the... the uh, granted, I'm adding a lot more to what this trailer offered. And I'm I'm aware that my excitement is, is complete hype and complete bias. And I've got those tinted glasses on. I've got those blinders. And I'm not arguing that at all. I... God, I fucking want this. And where is it coming in 2021 fucked if i know you know presumably everything within as i said everything within the first six months it could be this could be the e3 game next year it could be i don't know max yeah okay so my my love for this game is not as great as yours obviously you had a very personal connection with it very much so um at the time your you know your father playing playing this game I'm I'm also a bit is 2021 too early? I don't think so. Cuz when did this come out? It came out what 2018? Yeah. So they would have had a period of, uh, they would have had a break period I, w- I would imagine. Do you reckon 2 years is long enough or two and a half year? 3 years is long enough if, for if a you, like if, by watching the documentary Finding Kratos, right, which is available on YouTube mm. for free. You see what what a lot of the issues and a lot of the hesitations were in that creation process, and a lot of it was spent on getting it right. And like they were, like they had started writing the script, crashed it. Writing the, they rewrote the script, crashed. It. Like a lot of the time that it took to get to where they are now were creative reasons, not technical reasons. Now, granted, they also said that Shuhei said like it wasn't until like the last week that it got really good as they started bringing things together. And I think they have the base. I think they have the framework. They have the world. They have all these realms. Yeah, you probably end up returning to a lot of the realms you've already seen, presumably. But like, there's enough here to to, to build on that, like to, to establish that further, right? Same as like Spider-Man would be in the same bracket. Like they've built New York. What else are they going to add? They just add more into New York. And here, like, they've built the realms. Granted, there's three or four realms that we haven't seen that weren't available in the game, but they can build them. They can expand on them. The base is here. We saw, you know, the nine, was it the nine realms? We saw, like, fucking four of them. Like, we saw, we've seen only half of what the game has to offer. You know, I, yeah. I, I think it's very, I think it's very idealistic to have it come in 2021. It may not, it'll probably be delayed. And I think that's why they said 2021, not, like, not, you know, June. Like it could come November of next year for all we know, but like it, it is exci- It's something exciting to look forward to in the PS5 space. Um, you know, it's it's what's got me excited. I, you know, as as I talk about, like I'm I'm very cynical. Like well, I've been doing this long enough to be pretty cynical when it comes to games. I don't get super hyped anymore. It just doesn't happen. You can't, you know, you can't be, you know, independently covering games for six years and not have some sort of cynicism. But I got this. Got me like this game. This made my heart flutter. You know, was it the, was it the Grinch who made my heart grow two sizes that day? And that's what it was because I, I guess as as you said, I have such a personal connection to this game. I think they could do it. I hope they can do it. Um, you know, I have a lot of faith in Santa Monica and Corey Barlog and the team. Which can we say there's been some shuffles around there recently as well. I rose tinted glasses. Fuck yeah, they can do it. Why not? What's the worst that can happen, right? Mm-hmm. I think there's enough framework. The bones are there. Even some of the meat's there. It's just adding some extra clothing on top of it. Fair enough. That's it. That was the, that was the whole 
showcase. It only took us an hour and f- like five minutes, but we got there. I know, right? It's all good. So it's gonna be a long show, some- but it's fine. Before we do, before we do into that, though, before we get into the extra, that's that's let's discuss the, the showcase as a whole, Max. Now, upon reflection, we've broken it down bit by bit. What was the show? What was the highlight? What was the low light? Do you think this was the, a banger showcase? Because ra- granted, we're recording this uh, three days after the showcase happened. Now, I did that intentionally. I made the decision for us to record as a normal time slot and to go up on a normal day because I wanted to ponder. I wanted to reflect. I wanted to see more news happen before we got to our decision. With that three days of reflection, Max, where do you sit? Um, I don't think it was a banger. <laughs> Quote, unquote. <laughs> Um, I think it served its purpose well. Uh, it was obviously designed to be this. This is uh, as as the the you know the announcement for the release date, the announcement for the price. Here's just a second look at some of the things that you're going to be able to play the day that it comes out. There was apart from the the Harry Potter and the uh, from the Hogwarts Legacy and the Final Fantasy 16. There wasn't anything we hadn't already seen. It's fine. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in the, like, I'm in the like, same boat. Like, there was not, like, you know, uh, I, I really enjoyed seeing, you know, the likes of Demon Souls. I Obviously, I, being a, a massive Final Fantasy fan, I was like, huge, hugely excited to see that. But there was there was nothing really that we hadn't already seen or that we didn't already know about that, that really got announced. Yeah. So, so I think that were just, that were just reiterating what, on what we'd already known. Yeah. So I'm in the same boat. It's it was it was fine. It was good. It it as you said, it served its purpose. It did exactly mm. what it needed to do. It needed to tell you the price and the date and what games you can expect at launch and launch window. And that's exactly what they did. And they 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 didn't make the cognitive decision to to showcase the sh- they, to what would be, what would sell the system like the big shotgun approach right they showed yeah. five nights at freddy's they showed fortnite they hit that's a big demographic over there they showed call of duty that's another big demographic over there they showed a big hitter like call of uh, like um like god of war something that you know is 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 something coming later on for those that are big hardcore fans uh the only thing was missing was a sports game that, that was it and they kind of hit every other window like final fantasy 16 will likely sell units to people yeah, you know what I mean. Like people, people bought PS3s expecting Final Fantasy 15, and it came in for, PS4. You know what I mean? Like there was people. Like, that's the expectation around there. Now, Harry Potter's a big one. They said that's probably the biggest surprise out of the lot. Other than that, there's there wasn't really anything we hadn't seen. Like uh, you know, Res- the Resident Evil Seven gameplay, uh, the trailer. As much as I was excited, much as I love it, the hurdle there for me is that I don't know why it was there. Unless there was some agreement with Capcom. Yeah, well, they Capcom announced that it was going to be shown at Tokyo Game Show. Which yeah, is, like you and I speculated when like I said it's probably not going to be there. Why would it need to be there? And I still stand by that point. I don't understand why it needed to be there. Because it didn't show, it didn't show us anything new. It didn't show us anything groundbreaking. You, you, know, you know what I mean? So, like, I... I came out of it, as I said, I, when I finished the showcase, I was fucking buzzed. And that's because it started strong and it back-ended strong. And it, I, I really wanted to give it that time for me to, like, process and take it in, you know what I mean? Like, really think about it. Because, like, initial reactions are always hot. They're always good, primarily. They, they, they're either on, on either scale of that of that spectrum. You either loved it or you fucking hated it. I wanted to 
get a bit of nuance in there, a little bit of gray. And I think I think that's kind of where we're standing. Like it hit everything it needed to, but it didn't like, you know, go down that line. That's fine. Let us know what your thought uh, your thoughts on the PS5 showcase were. Chuck them in the comments below or in the chat right now if you're there. There's a discussion about pizza going on in the chat right now. It's good old times. Um, now there were some more information that did come out post uh, post the showcase. A lot of it on, as I said, on Jeff Keeley's fucking Twitter handle. Uh, he he had a lot more insight info than the showcase, which was awesome. Let's go, Max. Bring it through. So, in other Sony news, we have uh, coming from an interview with uh, Famitsu. Sony Chief Jim Ryan was asked directly about legacy backwards compatibility, so the ability to play PlayStation One, Two, and Three games. Uh, Jim Ryan reiterated that the company's next-gen console will play 99% of PlayStation 4 titles, but it, quote, couldn't reach the implementation of backwards compatibility for its older home consoles. Mm. Surprising no one. I don't think anyone really expected to be able to... There are some people that did, man, and they probably some, there'll be some people that'll be pissy. Like, why would you want to... Like, it's, it's that weird line, right? I'm, I'm, I'm pro-backwards compatibility as a, you know, for those that want it, right? But, like... The, the demand that you must play be able to play everything prior makes no sense like i have a console that can run 4k 60 frames per second presumably um why would i want to pay something that's 480p it runs at 12 like i i why like why should that console be forced to that even pc for its ability to play everything you can't go back and play shit you played in 1995 on dos without intentionally going and getting like a dos box or whatever right it's not possible. You cannot do that. You cannot have that expectation. You know, the, the visual fidelity alone is like 16 times better. Mm. It's an unreasonable request. Uh, Jim Ryan also speaks about the continued support for the PlayStation 4 in an interview with GamesIndustry.biz. Quote, we have the PS4 community, which is going to be incredibly important to us for many years to come. It will be tens of millions strong and we've never been closer to them than this year. We intend to keep that going and I, and to love and respect the PlayStation 4 community while at the same time recognizing that millions of gamers are ready to and want to move into a world of game experiences that are only available or only possible on PlayStation 5. So this comes with the announcement that Horizon uh, Forbidden West and I think it was Miles Morales is both coming to PlayStation 4. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the PlayStation 5 titles, the, the, the PlayStation 5 versions of those games were built from the ground up. They are not some upper edged port of the PlayStation 4 version. They were designed and developed separately. Yeah, so uh, Forbidden West was originally supposed to be a PS4 game. Like, it was built to be a PS4 game and it looks like it's being moved to PS5. So it makes sense. And it's this weird situation. Like, I, I, I guarantee under... Under the pandemic situations, they may not have made this decision. But once again, you don't want to leave 110 million console owners in the back. You know, you know what I mean? Like mm. you don't you don't want to to do that. So I understand that it's like, hey, if you couldn't afford a PS5, we know we don't have as many units as we wanted. We know that money's tight. You can still play these games moving forward, which does kind of you know depending on how you look at it, you can be like, well, why would I want a PS5? But it's the same stance about Xbox. You know what I mean? Like, why would I want an Xbox? You know what I mean? Uh, so, uh, being the busy man that he, that he is, Jim Ryan also speaks on the user interface of the PlayStation 5. Quote, We haven't shown yet any of the user experience of the PlayStation 5, and there is some really cool stuff to come on that. So, cool. hopefully we'll get to see some UI stuff soon. 
Uh, and lastly, through its latest PlayStation 5 feature on the PlayStation blog, Sony has confirmed that next-gen games are going to cost more money to buy. Um, we've already seen other publishers suggest that this would be the case, but Sony's PS5 pricing list uh, is a written confirmation. It uh, looks like a lot of their titles will be jumping up to the $69.99 US MSRP. And we've seen so that here with the increase to the RRP of $125. Yeah. Which is, which is, you know, the actual RRP is $109.99. So it's about a $15 increase here in Australia, um, which is a bit of a kick in the dick. But um, it's yeah. it, the cost of you know, it's just the cost of everything is fucking more than compared to the US. Um, to add to the chat, so Buddy himself says, yeah, I'm very keen to see the UI. What are your expectations around the UI? Like... Uh, I love the cross media. I, I like oh, the cross my, media bar. I like no, what the, they do here. The cross media. The cross media bar is garbage, and I hope they completely change it. <laughs> what? I hate it. I hate it. Yeah, but like, if, if, if you I could the have Xbox, the Xbox sucks. No, I can't. I don't no, know I, where to go. I like the Xbox's interface. I would love the Xbox interface on my PlayStation, and that would be the perfect console for me. You get the fuck out. The Xbox is messy. I'm, it's gross. I'm it's disgusting. Super not a fan. I was really excited when they added uh, folders to the cross media bar. I like being able to sort everything. That's that was a fantastic addition, but I don't like it at all. I'm not a fan of the of the XMB at all. <sighs> no, I, I can't. Like, obviously, with with my with my workplace, we I, have access, I apologize we have to everyone to- I've offended, but the, no, it's not for me. The cross media. Uh. So, uh, so at, at at work, I have access to Xbox and PlayStation, and every time I have to boot up an Xbox, I look and I'm like, "What the fuck? Where am I going? How do I do things?" But that's it. That could just be me not not knowing, not using it. Um, uh, no, apparently Twitch have brought mid rolls back, so everyone's completely, like, "There's an ad just put midstream." I didn't do it. Apparently, they brought it back. So, uh, sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. But um, yeah, like for me, I I just fucking I hate the Xbox UI. I hate it. <laughs> I can't do it. It's what the what the hell the fuck is wrong with you, Max? How do you You're use wrong. it? You're all wrong. It's it's simple. It's, it's bu- so it is the opposite of simple. It is no, messy and it looks I like disagree. a surface tablet, which is handy when you're using your fingers. When using your <laughs> controller, it makes me want to punch myself in the front area. <laughs> no, you're all crazy. You're crazy. All right, next up, Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, two new trailers have dropped during the latest Night City Wire event. Uh, one trailer being a deep dive into the city itself because apparently there's going to show you more of the game before you can actually fucking play it. Uh, and the other being a look at the various gangs that inhabit the city. Max? Uh, yeah, so I think this dropped this uh, yesterday morning or this morning. Uh, just more of the same, you know, another two long trailers, uh, deep diving, like you said, into the city, giving us a look at the gangs, uh, showing what... <laughs> Sorry, um, I'm looking at that. The chat is the, like they're they're on side betting right now, and I much appreciate it. Uh, Dash Xbox UI is fucking awful, uh, buddy. Xbox UI sucks. Uh, uh, Willow, I agree with Ryan here. I looked at getting an Xbox One to play with a friend, but I hated how it looked and and uh, it was a mess, so I didn't bother. Dash, it reiterates with Max, you're wrong, and you should feel bad. No, you're all you're all no. <laughs> can't can't deal. You're all crazy. <laughs> Right, Look, at the end of the day, on. as long as the PlayStation Store loads properly on a PS5, I'm going to be happy. See, I've, I still, once again, I've personally still never had that issue. Uh, Must be an OG PS4 thing. Frustrating. All right, sorry, yeah, Cyberpunk. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, the game's still coming, hopefully. Sure, sure. They, they keep showing stuff off. It's going to be good. Yeah. Super cam. Uh, next, uh, uh, you say, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um, games that 
uh, are apparently still coming out, Beyond Good and Evil 2. So Ubisoft released a statement earlier this week about Beyond Good and Evil 2 following the news that, uh, forgive me if I mispronounce this, Michael Ansel, uh, Michelle one of the Ansel. game's original, yeah. Michelle Ansel. Uh, one of the game's original creative leads is retiring from the industry. According to Ubisoft, uh, quote, Beyond Good and Evil 2 is well underway and we are currently concentrating on core development and production milestones. The statement goes on into a little more detail. As Michelle noted, he hasn't noted, uh, he hasn't been directly involved in Beyond Good and Evil 2 for some time now, as the team have been hard at work building on top of the solid creative foundation he helped to shape. Uh, the team's collective strength has us well on our way to developing a flagship next generation action adventure game. We recently passed on uh, passed an important internal milestone, delivering a build that proves our space pirate fantasy and offers hours of gameplay and incredible level of freedom in a seamless online sandbox. Apparently, they will have more to show next year. Bullshit. So, like, last week, I'm sitting here trying to remember the name of Michelle Ansel. I couldn't get it for life of me because I talked about the wild and the whole vaporware, like how he just yeah. makes, he just comes out with a series of ideas for games <laughs> that fucks off. He's essentially the... Um, Who's the guy that made Lost? What's his name? That guy. The guy from Lost. He's like, I have an idea for a show. And then fucks off. Like, <laughs> you know, it's pff, whatever. Like this, like this game's not coming. This guy's like, here's an idea and legs it. Whatever. Uh, sure. We're going to see Wild and we're never going to see Beyond Good and Evil 2. The game, what they showed us the game, what, like three years ago? We haven't seen Dick since. Yeah. Ball bags. Uh, I'm going to skip that next one because we, yep, we kind of cool. discussed that pretty heavily before. Uh, Immortal Phoenix Rising Max, as we know, that Ubisoft have gone on the record and discussed the, the name changing of gods and monsters to the disgusting Immortals Phoenix Rising uh, because they said it was a better fit for the game's vision. But apparently there's a lot more to it. Uh, Video Games Chronicle reported this week the trademark documents say the name Gods and Monsters was actually opposed by the the energy drink company Monster Energy. Uh, Monster Energy has ties to the games industry, of course, appearing the fuck out of Death Death Stranding. Uh, And we also see it be a a big sponsor for esports team and events. Uh, As such, they felt as though the name Gods and Monsters would have had some impact of of the recognition of its brand. Monster Energy's opposition began back in April, and by June, Ubisoft had already decided to scrap the name uh, internally. Supposedly, the French publisher would have been able to defeat the opposition had it engaged in a legal battle, but it decided that the best idea would be to settle. Yeah, with how much bad PR they've gotten this year, it's probably a good idea to just settle. Yeah, but why? I don't see it. Gods and, gods and monsters does not imply gods and fucking energy drinks. <laughs> well maybe that's what it is maybe Dionysus is sitting up on his mountaintop chugging monster yeah I'm not and- thinking Zeus and Garana um, that's not how the connection is in my head they are clearly separate and I like the second I heard about this trademark I'm like yeah it makes sense obviously you know monster is trying to really get into that market and they're really doubling down on, on game stuff so it makes sense but I still think this is bullshit I think they should afford it the name, the new name sucks, asshole. The new name was at least better. Mm. Uh, and then, lastly, uh, which we touched on a little bit earlier, yeah, the cross-gen titles. Bits, I think. Um, sure. Is there, any, is so there anything, quick, anything in there that we didn't discuss? I mean, it was just a statement from Jim Ryan saying that the games have been built from the ground up to take advantage of the PlayStation Five feature set, which we touched, um, we and, touched and that it's earlier. about people having the having the choice if they can't afford or can't. Uh, 
a lack of availability to upgrade to PS5, they will still be able to play these titles on their PlayStation. Yeah. Uh, in the so while you go get ready for the quick bits, because as you as we said at the start of the show, we do record the show live on Twitch, and we just had a follow from Claz two seven four. Thank you, Claz, for the follow. Hope you enjoyed the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so quick bits Rocket League uh, had an update earlier this week uh, giving it a menu and UI uh, update uh, ahead of its going free to play as of the 23rd of this month Woo. Um, we spoke about this earlier Marvel Spider-Man has been completely remastered for PlayStation 5 available uh, in a bundle with Miles Morales uh, pre-ordering Spider-Man's Miles Morales will score you a new Spidey suit to use Godfall PS5 console exclusive has gone gold this week. The Fall Guys update titled Big Yeetus has also gone live this week and it is brilliant. They also had a fantastic Twitter thread about Cheetah's Island. So, okay. So for those who don't know, uh, Fall Guys had this sort of setup, right? If they caught you cheating, they would sort of monitor you, right? And then because there's no report or like uh, a block system in the game... They essentially just set it up that you would only end up going onto uh, servers with other cheaters, and just let them battle it out on a whole different, a whole different space. And it's yeah, the thread. So they were the, talking. They were amazing. they were talking about for a while that they were just perpetually free falling while searching because there wasn't enough cheaters to all play together. And apparently, uh, earlier this because it's week, not just cheaters; week, it's also cheaters in whichever region. So there's a lot of different variables in order to view it. Yeah. So earlier this week, they think they got their first cheaters island only match, where sixty cheaters went head to head for the crown. <laughs> I loved it because like they show a clip of um, like of that uh, uh, that maze one where you fall and you look at the highlighted path. They go boom, mm. and then and, like they finish it in like a second. So like, hey, why the fuck are you cheating at four guys? You piece of shit! Like, are you that much of a shit person? But also the idea of uh, having them battle their yeah. own island is amazing. Brilliant, brilliant. Their PR team literally is roll the dice every time. Like maybe, yeah. boom, oh, I didn't win. All right, cool. Um, as we mentioned earlier, more Final Fantasy information coming from 2021, confirmed by Square Enix. Uh, and lastly, that I forgot to put in, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 is the fastest selling game in the franchise, being the fastest to reach 1 million copies sold. In its... In its history, like in the yeah, history in the of franchise the franchise, history. isn't that gnarly? Mm. I'm just going to so do hopefully, it. hopefully that means we're going to get three and four. One can own one an can underground own. one and two. Yeah, I, I and think not, three and, and four not, is and just stop a possibility. There, and just stop there. Don't do Project Eight. Don't do American Wasteland or whatever. Just, just the numbered guys. Any anything with a number except for Project Eight, <laughs> the number is good. All right, so just having a look at uh, the PlayStation Australian Twitter account. There is no uh, top-selling games of the week, but I'm pretty sure it's basketball or Madden. Like, they both came out this week. They're probably the only options that are the best. Now, that Max, yeah. let's, let's finally do what we should have done at the start of the show, but we didn't because it was too much PlayStation. What have you been playing this week? What have you been spending your time with? Uh, I've been playing Fall Guys. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. new new update. Uh, I played some uh, 2K Battlegrounds. Yeah, so uh, we were provided a code for WWE 2K Battlegrounds from 2K Australia. Uh, so the code came through yesterday. That's on day of release. Uh, Max, you've spent a bit of time with it. Yeah, I, I spent about five hours with it last night. It's been on in my house for about two hours. I've played about an hour and a half. I played for about... 10 minutes of that. Uh, my kid was like, oh, yeah. And then he stole it from me. So I didn't really get a chance 
I like it. It's very arcadey, very simplistic. Uh, it's kind of button mashy. I haven't quite gotten the hang of all the controls yet. I'm still doing some of the tutorial stuff. Um, like I have yet to manage to throw anyone into a shark, but I have been thrown into multiple sharks. Mm. That's always fun. Uh, I think I, I find this game very whimsical in its its more cartoon appearance of the of the characters themselves. I think Ryan's got a little put a little guy in his hand. Well, so yeah, very so like, artistically styled like those. So these are the WWE Slam stars, right? So these were in the the WWE loot, like uh, uh, exclusive loot crate, right? I fucking love this design. So when I saw the like, hence why I bought. I, I didn't buy the loot crate. I just bought these individually. Um, I love the design, like big head. Un- unnecessarily long limbs shit like that i thought it was i thought it was great so having that in uh in the game mad um from from the little bits that i that i've played <coughs> there is a campaign and in the campaign it's like there's it's like a comic book like they've not yeah. animated any cutscenes or anything it's you have to read a comic book to get to the next sec- section so i like that that's pretty cool I think that's an interesting style because this is an arcadey game. It's very like over the top and silly. Like you just suddenly catch on fire and start punching people. Choke, you know, Undertaker's choke slam is high and up into the air because I played a match between uh, uh, Fiend and Undertaker and then I started the campaign. Um, you know, look, it looks all right. Like I'm getting like it's little. It is little with microtransactions. There's like a ton of mm. characters, but they're not all they're not all unlocked. You can earn in-game money or you can just straight up buy them. Now the disparity between the in-game money and then the money that you buy is substantial. Like it's a hundred dollars of, of purchase coin or seventeen thousand in-game earned dollars. Like it's quite yeah. a massive difference. But because it is, I, I believe it's a full price game. I'm not too sure. I've, as I said, we were very kindly provided the codes. I've not looked into that. Um, but yeah, it looks right. It's led in a little bit of controversy. In one of the shots, they used a picture of Tessa Blanchett, who is an Impact wrestler. Uh, so she's called them out on Twitter. And I wonder whether it's been patched. Uh, it's been, it was patched. Uh, it's been patched already this morning. Version ten point something. Holy fuck! Might I add, that is substantial amount of patching. This is version ten of this game. As my camera freezes, I'm that. I'm that mm. in shock. Hang on. There we go. Version ten is insane. Insane. So I presume the pack uh, probably cut her out. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I've been. Uh, I dove into the Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Oh, sorry, Alpha. and we, we will have more. We will have more. Uh, oh, yeah. Battlegrounds probably next week as I spend some more time with it, as uh, Max spends some more time with it, because obviously we don't. I'm specifically a big wrestling fan. You know, we're on the Kunks fuck's sake. Like this is my kind of game, and I want to spend some time with it over the next week. I have a lot to say next week, so if, if you're interested, please hang around. And yes, we've been playing uh, the Call of Duty Alpha. Yeah, so um, I dove into that when I went live this morning at 2am. I played a couple of games just before we went live this afternoon. It's more of the same Call of Duty. There's some additions that I kind of like. You know, the addition of... you. They, they have, there's a permanent health bar on your character now or for people that you're shooting. So you know exactly how close they are to dying. Hmm. You can see exactly when your bullets hit because you can see their health drop, health bar physically drop. Yeah. Uh, some of the more controversial things that I think a lot of people are going to be annoyed at are shotguns are not primary weapons they are secondary weapons so you can run a shotgun and an assault rifle that to me is baffling (laughs) why so (laughs) uh because shotguns are generally ridiculously overpowered and to have them as a secondary weapon is kind of lame okay um other than that seems to play fine i haven't had too many too many hiccups for an alpha title it seems pretty yeah it seems to run really really well 
Um, the, 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 the misuse of the term alpha and beta <laughs> right now is 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 insane. I don't understand how um, they do it, but I, case. I super don't like vehicles in my Call of Duty. There's a reason why I play Call of Duty over Battlefield. It's because mm. there's no vehicles, but apparently I can get run over by a tank now. So that's there's that that I've got to deal with. Positive. So um, yeah, I played. <laughs> so I only played a handful of matches because once again my kid played fucking Battlefield, and we've been skateboarding at the back for. a while. A, a big hunk of the day um and yesterday uh so it's cool i like the, the health bar is a big thing for me because like the one of the big issues that i have when i play the game is i feel i constantly feel like i'm unloading bullets into everybody else but i get two hits i'm down and now i have a clear representation of my, of my aim being garbage and so mm. i'm like oh, okay maybe i'm not because you, you hear that but like it's now I'm getting very clear visual identification of of hits, and I think that's much better than the, than just the highlighted uh, uh, reticle. It does make it a little bit more gamey, a little bit more like RPG, a little bit. And I think there'll be many people that will have an issue with that. I think it's a big win personally. Um, you know, I happens every time, every time, Max. I get into the beta or or an alpha or whatever for Call of Duty. Um, you know, I, I jump in there, give it a go, and I fucking own 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 it in the beta. I'm like, yeah, uh, uh, uh. Then I play it on launch. And I fucking suck. I don't know what it is, whether they tune it differently or it's just straight up luck. I somehow always monster my way through uh through the betas. Uh, Willow in the chat pointed out that there will be a setting to turn off the health bar. Was confirmed the other day. Oh, that's good to know for those. So you can just turn it that. off. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm a big fan of that. Uh, all the cheaters are out at launch. That could certainly be the the big thing. Yeah. Uh, and lastly, I've been playing Vader Immortal. I t- yes. I finished up finished up episode three of Vader Immortal. And boy, howdy, was number three the worst of the three. So <laughs> PlayStation Australia <laughs> kindly provided the code to us for Vader Immortal about three weeks ago. And we have been doing this ongoing saga, just like Star Wars, uh, but we have done one episode each week. So both Max and I were very hot on episode one. It was about an hour, it was an hour and a half long, approximately, or just over an hour long. It was fantastic. Lightsaber combat was awesome. Second one, about 40 minutes long, a little bit less, not quite as good. And episode three... About the same, 40-ish minutes, and uh, it's by far, by far the 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 least uh, the least good of the two <laughs> of the three. Sorry, of the three. Yeah. So personally, my favorite was, was in fact number two. I I enjoyed the addition of the the use of the force powers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, you know, <clears throat> number three picked up right where. Right where number two left off, same as, as episode two picked up right where episode one left off. So the continuation is very good. Um, uh, there was no uh, no climbing mechanics in this one, so there wasn't any any real jankiness that happened in, in yeah. the first two episodes where sometimes you get stuck trying to climb up objects or any of that stuff. There were some cool set pieces in episode three. Pardon me. Where I believe you fight a... Now, correct me if I'm wrong here. I'm terrible with my Star Wars knowledge. Pretty sure I was fight, shooting a TIE fighter with a minigun Bam. at some point. Yep. Awesome. That that whole boss sequence was actually really cool. I really I thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, 
through all the through all the essential uh, waves of stormtroopers that I had to fight, I tended to be quite lazy and kind of just force throw them off their ships as opposed to use using my lightsaber to deflect. Uh, there were times where you could force pull their guns out of their hands and use the blasters to shoot them, but I found that the blasters were super inaccurate. I don't know if it was just me being bad or if it was just hard to aim, but I very rarely hit any of them with, with the bullets. Apparently, I'm also a stormtrooper. Can't aim. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was such. It felt like such a lackluster ending to what what it led up to. It like it kind of. I expected it to be some kind of epic thing, and it kind of just fell short. Like you know, you do get to have that big jewel, and it was over in seconds. Yeah, so I'm on the same boat as you. This is by far the weakest of the three. There were set pieces, like one where you fight a TIE fighter with a with a with essentially a rail laser gun. Uh, you're on a skiff going through a series of tunnels and stormtroopers come at you on their own skiffs. Um, you know, then at the back end, you do take on Darth Vader. That's the big thing. You fight him at the end. Um, it felt short. It, it felt shorter than the second one. Um yeah, as you said, once you saw it, like now that you've got the combination of lightsaber and force power, you're kind of just like gaming the game, if that makes sense. I'm just like, yeah, def- I deflect the bolt, and I just choke a dude and throw him into the dude, and then and there's the the, in the introduction of other weaponry like uh, uh, you know the blasters and the thermal the thermal detonators. I'm just like, and like they said, the blaster it didn't seem like it hit. I even felt like the lightsaber wasn't working. Like, granted, my move controls were like low battery, so that could be a problem probably was a problem but even the final boss right like the final battle you take on darth vader no fucking spoilers the game's been out forever on oculus it felt lackluster like i i somehow deflected like two of his hits but it continued as if i won like there there wasn't like any consequence for it like it was very clearly here's a scripted encounter no matter how it goes you're gonna push through and it because there is no difficulty from what i recall and mm. then even with the TIE fighter, right? Like I'm trying to deflect the bullets and I'm not deflecting them back to where they're supposed to be. Because I, as I said, I felt the deflection was off in this one. I don't know what, whether it was me or the move controls being garbage or the camera wasn't right. I wasn't winning. Um, and then I got a couple of right hits and then it, it, it almost was, was like, I'll just let you progress. You know, and it was it's yeah. disappointing because like I said, it started with such good, uh, with such good promise. It's like, this is going to be amazing. Like, I, I want to play every one of these episodes. Like, the reason I staggered them over the three-week period was for us to be like, it's going to be so much awesome. I want to drift it. I want to spread it out. I want to spend three weeks praising this game. And I felt that we spent a week praising this game and the other two weeks kind of just being aware of it. Um, mm. You know, it's it was really disappointing. And like, you know, you asked, like, we were talking at the beginning before the show started, like, will we see more of this game? And I'm like, I don't think we will. I don't think we'll see any more Star Wars like in terms of this series. It's interesting because the way it ended, you could definitely see them doing something else with it because yeah. obviously, you know, you get um, there's, there's you get a piece of crystal at the start in, the, in episode one, I believe you get it, and um, at the at episode three, you you put it inside the hilt of your light sword, and it shows a star map. Yeah, it's not a and lightsaber, like, it's a light sword. It's a fucking Yeah, and they're like yeah. and and your your little droid buddy's like, "Hey, this looks like a this looks like a um treasure map." 
a treasure map. Yeah. So you get in your you get in your feet, you get in your in your in your pilot seat, and your droid looks at you, and they're like, "We're ready to jump into hyperspace, punch it." And I'm like, "I'm not Chewbacca. Don't tell me to punch it." And then I punched it anyway, and off we went. And then it ended. I'm like, "Okay, that was." Look, cool, from, from a lore perspective, it was cool. Like, they added a lot more sort of surrounding information to Mustafar and sort of some situations that were going on there or why Vader was there and what he wanted to do there. You know, mm. like, it's awesome. Like, that part I really enjoyed. Like, adding this whole background to this this planet that we that we know about. Like, that's where Anakin became Darth Vader. So, it's very awesome. Like, it's awesome that it's been connected to this bigger, grander sort of setup. Um, but, yeah, that's probably... Like, that's better. Like, I... Anything else you've been playing? No, not really, man. Just, you know, the games that I play every week, I've been playing some League of Legends, stuff like that, but nothing too, yeah. nothing so too I, crazy. Uh, I haven't jumped into Red Dead Redemption like I wanted. I've uh, been playing Ratchet and Clank instead. Uh, with Crack in Time, no, not Crack in Time, what's it called? Rift in Time, uh, coming out later in the year, presumably, if not the start of next year. Um, I, yeah, I was like, well, I've never finished Ratchet and Clank. It's cool. The game's fun, man. It's cool. It's very mindless. I'm skipping all the cutscenes because like I've seen all this part before. Yeah. I'm just playing with podcasts or music, and I'm just like hacking my way through it. Um, the game's ma- the game looks ma- looks amazing. Like the 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 use of the nuts and bolts and the pixel effects. The, the what's it called? Um, not pixel effects. It's the same thing they used in uh, uh, the game from Housemark. It'll come to me. Oh, the voxel voxels, voxels. Thank you. Yeah, using yeah. the sort of voxels with the um, uh, with the nuts and bolts is very cool. The game's pretty pretty rad. I I I can all see it through. But then I said next Resi Four, man, it's happening. Resi Four. Oh, you got to get through that. All right, Max. Now that's the games that we've played this week. Let's get to the section we call "Coming to the Players," where we tell you what games are coming out this week. And I guarantee you, once again, the PlayStation blog still has not been updated. I, I'm not even going to bother because oh, I don't think it I will have a look while you pull that up. I can confirm that according to the PlayStation, PlayStation blog, The Drop, the last game to come out is still Star Wars Episode 1 Racer. So games coming out this week. Uh, not, a whole mu- not a whole bunch. We've got uh, 13 Sentinels a- uh, Aegis Rim coming out on September 22nd. We have... Going under September 24, we have Port Royale 4, September 25. We have Mafia Definitive Edition, September 25. What a what a surprise. Like, I, I forgot that I, in my head that game was, like, way down the track. That's it. Damn. So I guess Mafia's probably the only, only really big one here, right? Uh, yeah, it seems to be. Should we check it out? Yeah. All right. I'm 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 hoping it I'm hoping it's uh because this is the this is the the big definitive remake one this is the one that yeah. they they yeah yeah no, this, right, this I'll I'll email two K on Monday morning we'll give we'll give it a bell because I it's played two two was very disappointing very very oh, disappointing yeah. uh mm. so hopefully this one is it's bigger it's grander it's better that's that's what we can hope. Anyway, that brings us to the end of the show. It's been awesome to finally get all this PS5 information. We are heading into that next generation. And thank you all for joining us as we do that. We're excited. We both got our pre-orders. We're ready. We're keen. We're good to go. You know, the second I can, I'll be talking to PlayStation Australia and be like, hey, man, how's it going? 
we have you know that, that's let's keep out let's keep this love going that we've been having let's get some demon souls action let's, let's, let's you know <laughs> let's keep going but anyways yeah that, let's wrap it out max let's finish this bad boy up this playstation conversation happens every monday morning at 8 a.m on podcast services including spotify and 9 a.m on these youtubes if you'd like to take part in future conversations please Check out our socials, Facebook, Discord, Instagram, Twitter. All of our links are in the description below. If you want to join the conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopcultures where you can watch us record this show live. We can take part in the chat and you can help contribute to the overall show. Uh, in uh, you know, Speaking of, we did receive, as we said, receive two follows this week from Klaz274 and BC's Movie Shelf. Big thank you to the follow. It's very, very kind of you. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can. You can tell your friends. You can tell your family about this PlayStation pod. If you listen to us on the, on the Apple podcast, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review. Sorry, my son's broken in. Uh, give us a five-star rating and a written review. Uh, if you watch us on YouTube, be sure to give us a like, subscribe, comment below. I do my very best to answer every single comment. Uh, and of course, you want to support us financially, patreon.com slash the pop culturist, as well as our merchandise store, <laughs> popculturist.com slash shop, where you can buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it. But until next week, I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And that was for the players. Are you right? We're coming in, ma- making a rock, ra- making a racket. You're going to play wrestling now? Yeah. Okay. For the players, the Pop Culturist PlayStation Podcast is fan-supported at patreon.com slash thepopculturist. And we'd like to thank our Patreon producers and our Patreon founders for their kindness, their support, and their generosity. Our Patreon founders, Alpha Ferret, Craig O'Flaherty, David Chataway, Jesse Stevenson, and Jacob Garner. And our Patreon producers, Damien Holdies, Lee Winterschoven, Sean Levitt, and Solomon Barak.